Welcome to The Downside. <clears throat> my name is Marco Cerezi. I'm here with my guest, Russell's grandma, who is unfortunately joined by <laughs> Russell. We're, we're joined uh, by stand-up comedian. And psychic. And psychic, Jay McBride. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, thank you for having um, me. Uh, uh, Jay uh, was just recently on Netflix for Amy Schumer's, what was Amy Schumer's uh, show Amy called? Amy Schumer's Parental Advisory. Parental Advisory. Yep. I did uh, seven, got minutes, seven minutes. <laughs> well, it's, it's supposed to be all about family. It was the whole thing because she had, had a, has a, a two-year-old child now and her last special, she was pregnant, you know, so it's like that. So uh, the whole thing is everyone talking about their family, basically. You know what's funny? My mom, my mom wanted me to issue a correction about this podcast. I said my mom hates when comedians talk about kids, uh-huh. and she told me that's not true. She just doesn't like. She doesn't like when people talk about diapers. She's. I think she's adverse to like mm, okay. diapers and like. Is she okay with adult diapers? Because I'm literally shitting in one now. <laughs> <laughs> These chairs are pretty new still. Please. Okay, well, <laughs> I hope it's a good diaper. Wayfair, double diaper uh, up. Yeah, I hope Wayfair has a refund policy. I, I, she doesn't, she's just like, she's like, I don't like periods. I don't like poop. I don't like diapers. So my mom, even though that's not true. My she mom, likes airline food my jokes. Mom, yeah, she'd be fine. Something my mom, she swears this isn't the case. I swear whenever like a comedian just talks a lot about kids, she's like, we get it. They suck. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's it. Maybe she's right. just like, even like Louis C.K. Like you're being too nice about your kids right now. Yeah. Um, big Louis C.K. fan, my mom. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, I'm just, right. I, I don't think she gives a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Has she watched your comedy? Uh, yeah. She likes my really, like, anything really dark. Uh-huh. I think it's sometimes the misogynistic joke she kind of likes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, something about, like, you know, my dad always is always commenting when women are overweight on TV, and he's so lucky my sister is already anorexic. Like oh, my right, mom's right. like yeah, yeah, my yeah. mom, and that's the one I do really because it's just kind of mean. And my mom's like, that she's one. like, yeah, I, my yeah. daughter is anorexic. <laughs> <laughs> I I used to do a joke about uh, an eating disorder, but then people thought I was like being making it up just to get a laugh and making fun of people with eating disorders. Oh, they <laughs> so didn't believe that you they didn't had, believe that I had that one. You could have had so one. I was like, oh, I was like, all right, I uh, like in a mean way. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I I I would do a bunch of jokes. Like I can't remember like. I don't know. It was so many years ago, but people are just like, oh, yo, or they, and I'm like, all right, forget it. So we, I was recently on stage at the Comedy Cellar with uh, Will Sylvans and Saifa, and we're doing crowd name, work. And name drop. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, uh, we, they were talking to an audience member who was like talking too much. And uh, the audience member was like, oh, sorry, my, my teeth fell out of my bag or whatever. And they were confused. And I knew right away. I knew right away it was fake teeth because of an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. I just, like, put it together. And I let them, like, go, like, your teeth? What are you talking about? And then they said, I have an eating disorder. And the right. crowd went. It's, uh, it's interesting. Wait, wait, wait. So they had, like, they took veneers their- or right, right, some right, kind right. of, you know, maybe a oh, retainer. Her, I thought that you said her it. tooth fell out of her purse. Oh well, they, I think it was in their purse. Like oh, okay, they're okay. maybe they take it out to laugh or yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. But I just knew just based on this, this just everything about right. this person. I was like, it's eating disorder related, right? Uh, bulimia, because the the, mm-hmm. the acidity and the yes, throat yeah. eventually wears it right, down. Right. And uh, it was very interesting because eating disorders is one of those things that a crowd will shut down about. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But and like here's how I got like, like I um. I also have, I'm terrified of losing, of Dennis, so I, I don't want to, like, I'm terrified. So I started, when I was, would throw up, I would immediately just chew an antacid 
or two and then spit that out to try and counteract the acid and then you try to ph balance your teeth yeah 100 percent. which uh so i was like i would do that so i would go through like a shit ton of antacids every day but i wouldn't swallow it because i didn't want to ruin my you know the chemistry so you yeah. would so you would you would uh make yourself throw up right and then you would take an antiacid pill right. and like suck on it like a mint well i would chew it and just like leave it around my mouth because and then the way the way it works when you mix an acid with the base it turns into like a salt and a water and sometimes carbon dioxide or or a gas of some sort. So so basically like NaCl plus H or uh, HCl. Just so you plus know, NaOH. you can say any letters you want right now, and I'm right. gonna go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right. But if you yeah. do if you do uh, hydrochloric acid and NaOH, then the two mix and you get salt and water. And that's it. And so does I that feel like right. we've inadvertently coached someone on how to be a right. better. So that's how you should do it. Right, right. And now let's talk about how to how to bury a body. <laughs> Russell, is your camera recording? <laughs> Yes. Um, no, he's just not moving. <laughs> he's a mime. <laughs> so I'm, I'm. Does that work though, or does the acidity do the I damage so. before you? you I mean, I, no thi- teeth I think it just like washes against your teeth. But if you use like an enamel building toothpaste too, then it, I think it makes up for it. How How long were you? Was it exclusively bulimia? Uh, pretty much. Well, it, I don't know. I don't know what the. I never. It's. It's like I. I don't eat. I don't like binge a ton of food mm-hmm. but like when i eat a little too much i'll feel guilty and think like oh i'm gonna get fat i better throw up that sort of thing yeah and that's why i would have the antacids so but then i just get to a point i'm like just eat less you know, you know and just i have to yeah. force so my I, like I, don't, I hate wasting food so if i make too much food i know i'll try and finish it and so now i just have to be smarter about like only do half portions or something like that you know but. i remember there's some commercial it was like it was for a dieting pill and I guess this is the technique some people do, where mm-hmm. like when they're full, they pour the water on their plate to like ruin the meal. Oh, like it was, and it, but then like I think some other people, unless uh, what if say it's like that's an eating disorder in and of itself. Right, right. It's very complicated. Sometimes, sometimes like uh, uh, Tova will like certain my eating patterns where like it's like I don't think it's eating disorder because disorder to me means it gets in the way or like really like fucks right. up your function of life. Right. I'm like, I get over conscientious. Right. You can, I mean, you can have an eating disorder, but just, just deal with it in healthy ways. You know, that doesn't mean your yeah. eating disorder is gone. It just means you're dealing with it in a healthy way. So if you, if you pour water on it, that sounds like a way to just stop you from doing something that could be dangerous. Sure. You know, I'll take one bite of cake, pour water on the whole oh, right, wedding right. cake. Right. Like, sorry guys, right. it's over. It's over for the day. <laughs> right. Right. I, my, I'll my, just rub it on my face. My moment, like I, I had the biggest phase I had, like as an adult, where I like changed my eating habits, was I had a roommate and uh, and he was he was a gay guy and we were close. Mm-hmm. And I I would I would like be in my underwear most of the time during the day. And I remember That's one so time, sexy. yeah, uh, not this underwear. I mean though. the this two was of like you together, H and M. Yes, the two of us together. And I said to him, I said, "I'm in good shape, right?" right? And he couldn't respond. Wow. And I went to my room and I cried. Oh, I cried. I'm probably 23. Right, right, right. I was in my underwear, bent over, fixing the sink. And I was like, hey, you. And then he came over. You're hard. And he's like, and he's like, no. no, He uh, He said nothing. And how long did you wait? Like, how long was the pause? It was about 10 minutes just staring. And he's just like, "Mm." I mean, he's "Mm." He's just like, but (laughs) he, he, as a friend, listen. I admire this person. Right. I'm not saying this moment necessarily, but this was a friend who wasn't going to lie to me. This was a friend who wasn't going to be like, yeah, you're in amazing shape. Right. And right. he didn't, he wasn't like, you revolt me and I want to throw up. But, but he was saying, 
what you are thinking, you your perceptions are not matching the reality. Got Do with that what you will. Right. And I think sometimes friends, if you go to the friend asking for something, a friend should be the one to to tell you the truth. Right. And I I, I think what he did was not bullying or anything. I think no. I put him in the scenario. Yeah, no, I, I, you absolutely. I did, put yeah. him in the scenario. I 100 percent feel like I'm pretty honest with people about stuff like that. Like if someone says, "Is this funny?" I'll be like, "No, I, I don't." Really? Like, yeah, I'll be the first one to say, "Yeah." yeah I feel I'll, like I'm filled with filled what with. What stresses you out more? Asking someone how they look or like a fun like a like a bit? How sure, they, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's it's like it's it's funny. If someone said to me, "That's hacky," oh yeah, 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 that's that's. I mean, yeah. yeah, but I sometimes I have to do that because people always say, like, "Is this? Is, can I do this joke about trans people?" And I'll be like, "No, it's." fucking hacky bullshit that's been yeah like if Rick or, ricky gervais came to me <laughs> sure i'd be like no that's bu- shit that was said 10 years ago it's hack what do you think about because my friend jay jordan mm-hmm. who we've had on the podcast he's my friend too okay yeah. settle down <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you're i know it's your podcast but jay and i i feel like are close enough that why don't you get in shape first and then tell me how to oh think? god jay. <laughs> if i asked jay <laughs> he'd just be like <laughs> I would not be like that. If I ask Jay, sometimes I'll, I'll go to Jay once or twice and I'll be like, if it's a joke that's involving race, and I'm like, I think this is mm-hmm. like, I'm saying not a cruel thing here. I'm like pointing out a hypocrisy. Right. And we're close enough to do that. Right. I think if I had a joke that involved trans rights or anything like that, I don't think I, I don't think, I don't consider it as close enough that I, that I would like lean on you right. for that wow. at this moment wow. because I would feel like it would be like an imposition. Wow. I feel okay. like, uh, I feel like it would be like a annoy, like, Hey, like, here's like my question for you. you. Gotcha. Well, but, I'm literally the only one at the cellar. So it's like, I'm the only one you can't ask. <laughs> sure. <laughs> me and me and one of the waste staff. Do you get annoyed? Do, do you get annoyed? Do you say, you know what? Better you ask than go up there with that hacky, uh, I mean, transphobic I, I bullshit. Mind. I don't mind people you don't asking. Mind. Like I literally just like. Uh, okay, so let me get my notepad real quick. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You, just, you, you know, you just texted me a joke, and I was like, I, I don't. Not really. I don't really think it's great. I think it's Did he say reference. hello first or was it just like straight into the joke? He's just like, I think he said like, you look like a busted ass tranny. I was like, that's not a funny joke. Um, like I would phrase it differently. He's like, shut the fuck God. up. Why are you outside my apartment? You creep. And then I was like, look, I, if just phrase it differently, word it differently. Punch it up. Um, fuck. That's so, yeah. Well, and, and he passed the buster. Any anyone send you a joke? You're like, yeah, you know what? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I think you can do a, a joke, and you really, especially like about how, you know, there's some things that just like how society treats trans people. You can do it about how like like people are, some people treat like, I don't know. I'd have to see it. Basically, I, if you're if you're talking about genitals, then I'd say like no, because sure, like, you know, or if it's a joke about them, that could also work if they weren't trans. Absolutely. My solution, I I, I don't know from my. Most of my humor, it's less about me being like talking about any group of people and me being right. like, it's me in a circumstance 100%. with a group of people and how did I behave or was confused or was unsure. Right. Because then I've, I've saw, I've gone around the point of like targeting people because I'm only 100%. talking about myself in the world, not right. them outside of myself. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just, I think that's like where sometimes where comedians get really like 
in hot in a lot of hot water or they just like it feels like they're bullying right, right. is when they've taken themselves out of the equation and they're just talking about other people. They're well, yeah, just shit talking. Yeah, it's punching down. It's hundred yeah. percent punching down. Like you have to. Remember, I mean, there are trans people everywhere. Like there are we're two hundred fifty laws this year aimed like anti trans legislations being put through different states and stuff like that this year. Yeah. So I mean, it's how is this not punching down? You know, I mean, but I mean, the way you were describing is absolutely. Perfect. Like how you react to that. I think, I think absolutely. And, and by the way, if you want to tell jokes about a trans person's genitals, go right ahead. I'm just saying like, if you do, I think it's transphobic. Yeah, that's it. Say whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah. But, um, it, it's, yeah, of course. And, and don't ask me to watch it, you know? Sure. That's all. Yeah. I think there's also just like the understanding of just different kinds of hack, uh-huh. but I think probably the easiest one to identify. And look, I, you know, I worry all the time about, being hacked and mm-hmm. especially with like misdirects you're like has this I, I used to have you know misdirect where i talked about my girlfriend and then like the the, the the final tag was i'm just kidding i don't have a girlfriend right right and it worked perfect, perfect. it functioned but like i had a comedian one day being like you know that's that's kind of been done right and that's not how they said it they were like you're better than that it was kind of harsh right, but, right, right, right. but it's like oh yeah and it has been done and now that i'm mm-hmm. around or like the misdirect of like you know, who was the thing that said the quote to you? And I was like, dad, and like the misdirect, right, right. it was yeah. your dad and mom yeah, saying yeah. it. And it's like, you know, it functionally makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's that's trickier. But but one kind of hack that I think every comedian should be aware of is like, would your non-comedian dad, mom, uncle, friend make this same joke? Mm. Like the reason fart jokes are hack, I think, is because anyone on the street can tell you a shit story that they shit their pants Mm -hmm. and the joke is they shit their pants. And so you're not doing anything worthy of putting it on a stage, paying tickets for it. Cause random, you're my dad. And so especially like really easy transphobic jokes. Like, and I was like, and I said to her like, Hey man, like, it's like, that's any bad politician could make that joke. So it's not even clever. Yeah, Yeah. 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 I mean, my favorite thing is like, uh, you know, it's like, like you know, it's it's a weird day to get trans girlfriend because I'm like her dick's bigger than mine. You know, it's like that's like yeah. as hacky as it gets. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and people still do that that stuff all the time. And um, but I, I don't know. I think there's something like like fat jokes. Real, you could write fat jokes all day long. Mm. You, I you know, it's you e- do? Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> easy to do. And and like you can about if you wanted to say like something like I'm I'm a little overweight or I call like if you call yourself fat I'm not gonna call you fat no I call, but if I you call myself fat if yeah. you do that on stage of course that that's great but I mean if I did it then it's just like it's fucking it's bullshit that you like it's easy and tacky and it's bullshit um and I feel like I I used to I I think like if someone tells you something's like punching down you have to weigh that into your equation do you want to keep double down and do it or do you want to pull back like I used to tell this joke about like, I used to try and frame it as, like, how my dad was racist. Like, I grew up in a small town. I didn't even see a black person until college. And I yeah. feel like my dad definitely was racist. Like, I remember, like, little things he would do. And I tried to tell this joke, and then I would say something that was a joke about, like, a joke sort of thing that he said about black people. And it would always get a laugh, you know. And But it was in Albany. So so mm. then, then someone afterwards came, said to me, he's like, I'm glad you told that joke. If those, and then she said the N-word, can joke about us we should be able to joke about oh, them. And oh at that point, I'm like, holy oh, shit. shit. Yeah. And it's like, do I want to be the sort of person who says, no, the joke's about my father. I'm right. I'm going to keep telling this. Or yeah. do I want to be someone who actually listens to these people, like someone who might be offended and say, like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that joke. You know? And that's just, look, some people would go ahead and tell that joke till the end of their, their days, you know? But um, yeah. I just didn't want to be that person, you know? 
that's really that's a really and there's some people who be like yeah whatever it's just a person right but like that's the decision you have to make as a 100 percent 100 percent and like believe me i'm not telling i'm not tell, trying to tell anyone how to, how to do comedy i'm just saying you know the people I respect are the ones who don't do that, you know? What was the, the trans joke you were telling me last night, Russell? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just joke. But what's... Is there is there a joke you ever got rid of? A sketch? Uh, that you're comfortable sharing? No. I definitely, like, there's definitely things, like, you revisit from, like, the early days of writing sketches, where, like, where you dust it off three or four years later, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this whole bit. Does not has right, not right. aged well, but that's at an all. interesting circumstance. The it's the character who is whether it's in a sketch or in this case your father being quoted like the character who is right. the thing is the, the character who thing. makes an inappropriate thing because sometimes those people are funny in certain right. absolutely yeah. absolutely but like it's you, tricky it's tricky because it can you can veer into like you know the Michael Scott kind yeah. of thing where you know that's the joke and but then you're like when you hear people laughing at it you can feel. Are they laughing at this character or are they laughing at what he's saying? Or a like you know? a, a, a way one way that I think the office's legacy in America is kind of uh, uh, misses the point of the show is when Michael Scott would go, that's what she said. The joke was he's such an idiot. Exactly. Yeah, that exactly. is so funny to him when yeah. he's like, that's what she said. But it's become practically one of the taglines for the shows yeah, where right. people are like quoting that's what she said it's like that's not what's right. funny what's right. funny yeah. is this is an idiot who thinks that's funny yeah. but it's, the american audiences God. enjoyed the joke itself and when you hear it out in the wild still it's it's crazy you well, know like you're just out and people will still regular people will still say things and you'll be at like a a family event and it's hack again because said. my dad would make yeah. the joke yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that, there's an interesting uh i don't know if you guys read malcolm gladwell or listen to his podcast yeah. i think i think he's really interesting uh i know yeah um and he did this one uh, revisionist history. It was his podcast. He did this episode about like satire in this country, and he would talk about. He talked about All in the Family with Carol O'Connor, where Archie Bunker's place. Yes, or was it Archie Bunker's place or All in the Family? Well, all in the family. All right? the family, family was right? Archie Bunker. Right, right. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, but he would like he would say all these racist things, and so like liberals would love the show because he was showing off this like like buffoonish person as a racist but then conservatives would watch it because they agreed with the racist shit he said yeah you know it's almost like colbert a little bit too yeah and and it's just like it's like it's weird it's just fascinating well it's a little like hamilton like that when people when that first came up people both liberals loved it because of the the casting and the thing and then conservatives are like yes the four the founding fathers raising yourself up by your bootstraps like that yeah both people liked it and then eventually liberals were like you really neglected slavery as like part of the their thing yeah uh, and conservatives are like, wait, I don't like black people, so I'm, I'm, why would I watch it? <laughs> um, so, uh, well, I'm, I'm, wait, this is great. I'm very happy to have you. Um, so, tell us where, where did you grow up? Where were you born? I was born in Albany, but my family grew up about two hours further north, farther north. Excuse me, Pro- grammar counts. Farther north, not in Albany. No one gives a shit. <laughs> Uh, like an hour from Canada, like Sh- call- town called Westport, New York, and that's where I grew up, and that's where I went to high school. That's where I graduated. Uh, then did I you went- go to Canada a lot growing up? Uh, yeah, we used to go to Montreal about like like once a year or so. Did was- you see JFL like as a as a kid? No, no, okay. nothing like that. Nothing like that. I wish. I don't even think I knew it existed. Like I didn't even know comedy really was a thing until like I think it was like cable news started doing like um, you know, like like Car- Friday at Caroline's or whatever that that stand that Caroline's stand up show. 
they would have it though and then comedy central would have specials and that's where i would start to see it and i would also like when i was really i would sneak down and watch letterman because that was a cool thing to do uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. still so i would watch that and there'd be like i'd see stand-ups on it and just be like like jake johansson was the first stand-up i think i ever saw do you mind like, if i wow. ask how old you are yes i'm not gonna answer that great so I'm more. <laughs> I'm over forty. I'm older okay. than you. Okay. I'm more, happy? I'm, more, more the happy? Co- <laughs> I'm the Conan era. Like my Letterman was Conan. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's just yeah. That that's all. Yeah. It's Conan more about was, like yeah, what yeah. was the media. Conan was the cool. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Because like they had uh like like he, didn't he, he started like Triumph. Yeah. Like the, yeah. The insult and the masturbating dog. bear. Oh, God, like it yeah, was yeah, it was yeah, uh yeah. you're fifty six. I'm sixties. You're sixties. Six. You look fantastic. Um. Okay, so so you uh, tell me about your family. What's what's the brothers sisters? Uh, one older brother, two younger brothers. Uh-huh. Uh, both parents dead. Both parents yeah. dead. Yeah, they died of embarrassment mm. when I transitioned. They immediately died of embarrassment. Got it. Yeah, it immediately. Sad. Did they yeah, put it on the tombstone? Quick. That's pretty brutal. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're like parents of three children and a trans person. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, <laughs> it just added on at the right. Like, and, and like yeah, yeah. And like like there's like the pl- the graveyard the and then like a plaque yeah. underneath like and also this asshole <laughs> who literally killed us. <laughs> uh, how old were you when you transitioned? Uh, I was just I was like out of college. Um, uh, I was. Uh, I don't know, 20s, I started, like, doing things seriously about it, like, going to therapy and stuff like that. I think I, I went out full-time. Uh, like, like, I, like, you know, it's almost like that, like, Grinch story, the sneeches, you know? It's like I went into my apartment, a guy, and I walked out the next day, a girl. <laughs> that sort of thing. I did that 15 and a half years ago. Mm. The the sneeches, that's one with the, the, the green stars. stars? The stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some put a star the on the belly, I some don't. take it off. Oh, it's such a, it feels like such, it, yes, it, like there's a, mach- like they par- put on stars, green stars on their right. belly, and all of a sudden they're like the elites. Right, right. Uh. Basically, there's like, there's some were born with stars, some were born without stars. Okay. So then the people without stars figured out a way to put a star on oh. theirs. And then, so the ones with stars were like, oh, we don't want to be associated with them. So they built one that would take the stars off. And then oh. it was like this never, this like infinity loop. Of it's kind of like comedians off. with podcasts. Right. And I'm right. at the end where I'm right. putting the star on just as everyone's taking it off. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, exactly. oh, yeah. that's the cooler thing. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. We should quit. Or we should have quit already. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Uh, we always keep playing. I keep forgetting to play the to intro. intro music. Yeah, I almost said something. Do 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 The downside with Joe Marcos Arrays. That's good. That yeah. was a new track we're yeah. using <laughs> by Jay McBride. Sorry, Douglas. <laughs> we found a better <laughs> So when Shamalama. you <laughs> go ahead and play your song. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's no, weird no, 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 no. Now it's weird. If, if something, if we'll someone play says something, I'll play it. It's fine. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Um. Uh. This. Oh, by the way, this is the downside with Jamarco Cerezi. Yeah. Uh, a podcast where we celebrate the negatives, we uh, right. debunk silver linings, we we complain freely yes. and, and and happily. Um. Uh. If you enjoy us, uh, check us out. Check us out. We're gonna be reactivating the Patreon soon. We got some big announcements coming up. We do. Um. Hopefully, get some branded content soon, so I can get some some money in here. Nice. And uh. Yeah. I have nothing else to say. Nope. 
Um, right. This is literally the back of a moving van that you just dressed up to look like a room. That's mm-hmm. how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to get some lighting in here. I want to get some lighting. We had just have this. My, right. I think I said this before. I had an old a roommate uh, back in the day, not the one who, who told me I was uh, the one obese, was right. a different one. And I had lamps like this, just one light. And he would say, he had a deep voice. His name was Torrance. And he'd say, it's like the beach in here. <laughs> it's like the beach. This is the beach. He kept he kept calling it the beach because it was just way too bright right overhead. Mm. And uh, it's the beach in here. I don't feel like it's a beach in here. No, I don't either. No. I don't either. No. I'm taking my, my girlfriend's birthday is Saturday. And I think we're going to go to uh, the beach. The nude beach. Ooh, there's, a, there's a nude beach. If you go to Rockaway, take your shirt off. Let's see if you're in shape. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say no, regardless. Oh man! Oh, if I started, crying. you're both going. Are you going with people? Or just that's just the two of you. Absolutely. If we're going to a nude beach, we're going with no one that I know. Well, there right. Why would there. you? Yeah. And you just told. Well, I guess this is if not we went to a nude beach, yeah, that's not gonna come until <laughs> after the birthday. Is there one in New York? Uh, if you go to Rockaway park the, if you walk further there's a nude beach now i don't know if this is like topless but i think it's it's nude i this is uh for this is more her thing right i don't really care about being nude i don't i don't i get nothing of being nude in front of people other than like a little bit of paranoia about my dick size uh-huh. that's all i mean i think that's every guy yeah yeah i would go there with a giant strap on <laughs> just walk around like <laughs> Like 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 a fucking like two and a half feet like yeah. one that like two starts feet one yeah. that starts to sag because like it's so comical. long you know when right, you went right, tired right. you could just lean forward and do yeah. a tripod right just exactly like there. exactly yeah. um that would be that would be a good sketch are I, would, you, I would like are rub, you, rub lotion on it do you would you rather be like very crowded or or have like two or three people. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because if there's only like one other person, <laughs> one other person that like you're just naked with that one other person, right. or would you want a lot of people? I'd around? rather have super crowded. I think what I would you'd rather like have s- a lot of small dicks. <laughs> just yeah, so like just a lot of dissipate. small dicks, just so we got yeah. an average. Because yeah. if you have three, what if you happen to have the three biggest hogs? Yeah. around Wait. and you're like, well, this isn't. This is just a, a statistical anomaly right now. Did you? Were you born in? You weren't born in Italy, were you? No. Okay. Because there's a lot of nude beaches there. No, because I was gonna say like, plus if you're circumcised or uncircumcised, mm-hmm. that's another sure. issue. Sure, I am I'm uncircumcised. Not gonna... Okay. No, you no, are I mean, circumcised. circumcised. That's what I meant. I, in my head, I was like, I'm un. I don't have the thing. I'm right. circumcised. Yeah. yeah. How the fuck gotcha. do you know? Well, because you talk I've about ta- it every I about two seconds. Every... <laughs> <laughs> I would I would laugh my ass off. It was literally just you, your girlfriend, and a metal detector with a giant schlong, just like he just like walk this old guy with his balls to his knees and like a giant. I like dick. that. I like that. And you're I just, just like, ugh. I just remember the the guys in high school who would be like, oh, I'll whip my dick out right now. I always thought like, oh, they must have a big right. cock because I, w- I wouldn't do it under what was the extraordinary circumstances. Up to that? I was just like, how was your weekend? <laughs> no, I just remember some guys like, I don't know the context, but it, yeah. it wasn't appropriate. Definitely not good. But they were just like, yo, fucking, you want to see my dick? And yeah. be like, okay, well, they must be well endowed. Did you yeah. play sports in high school? I uh, not really okay, but I I had a friend who was in deep in soccer, and I will never forget, deep. Deep, like he he played soccer at at Stanford. He's balls deep in balls soccer. Deep balls deep in soccer. And I went to so many musical theater programs. I right. was in a lot of like gay environments where where the majority of of the people there were at least the men were gay. And I remember I was at his. Uh, this was post college. I was with like all his soccer friends. They were going out clubbing. I was just hanging out with him. This was not my right. thing. And these are like these are like uh, I'm sure. 
some of them are homophobic. I'm sure. So, I'm sure they're just not no. very gay friendly people. So we're yes. we're getting ready to go to the club, and one of the guys is showering. Like it's a weird. We were going out, but like they're still showering, and we're all right. there dressed ready to go. And he comes out of the shower, and it felt like a locker room type thing. But we're in his room. Everyone's dressed, and he's just naked, just like standing, like this. And I'm just, and we're just like chatting it up for 45 minutes, and I just felt like. This is That's weird. the most homoerotic thing I've ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. And I was in a chorus line. <laughs> there's there's something that was like there's something where I always think, especially when they when they freaked out about one gay person in the NFL, I think like there's a degree of the locker room environment is so homoerotic that yeah. there's like a fear that like introduce someone who actually like would take it to the next point, and you have to recognize the fact that yeah, yeah this is all pretty gay, well, right? Right. I oh, I didn't get to tell at the last podcast, but that bachelor party I went to. Um, what if the psychic has said, "You want to suck a dick right now"? <laughs> I see a I, big fat cock behind I, you. Well, I don't think that wasn't her. her that wasn't her style. <laughs> I feel like she was much more. That'd be um, great. A psychic who just everyone that came in was like, "They're all about what you're, they're gay. Sexual. you're secretly you're gay." gay. Yeah, she doesn't That's so gay. funny. You're gay. Um, uh, You'll but, be happier so when you come I out. went to this this bachelor party and I missed the first night of it. And I and I got there and I was 15 guys and I and you know all dads, very straight men. Uh-huh. Uh, and I go, I I said, um, what happened last night? And they like two strippers came, and I was I was like, oh, like like how was it? And they were like, this is what happened. They had strippers come and the strippers took like a, a break. Like, like for like 10, 15 minutes. And while they took their break, the men who had just seen the strippers got all horned up, then wrestled like <laughs> while the strippers were taking their break and the bouncer DJed like the, the, the like guy that was there for safety for the strippers, like played music and the men like WWE style wrestled. I was like, that is so gay. Yeah, like that's you uh, guys got all horned up by these strippers. They're, and they hard, like, they're like, they're, like <laughs> they're doing a sweep. Now we got to fight. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, gr- growing up, like, I had to play. My father made me play sports, and, like, mm-hmm. it was a small town, so everyone made the team, mm-hmm. which meant, like, every game, it was, like, a locker room. And, like, some, some guys would literally just walk around, like, butt ass naked, just right out of the shower. And I didn't have to because I never played because I was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, like, it was weird. It's, that's, it's, it's, it's very fun because, like, sometimes I think, uh, just the way that we set up society. Like, I don't think it's like necessarily when straight guys are homoerotic, like they want to fuck each other. Right. Mm-hmm. But they, there's there's a side no, of physical a, expression. Yeah. And it could be, who knows? It could be jerking. Jerk, I, right. I always, whenever I go to a zoo, I always just have the thought when I see like like chimpanzees and I think about how we're so closely right. related. You want to have like, sex with them. I want to have sex with them. <laughs> and. <laughs> Whenever I go to right, the zoo, right. I always like, I always like start masturbating <laughs> by the monkey cages. And Sorry, I'm like, they're ape- doing it. Why can't I? <laughs> Sorry, ape cages. Chimpanzees are not monkeys. They're apes. Let's continue. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And there's there's so much like touching and rubbing and and sucking and and like the the grandma's not fucking the baby, but like the baby's like puts the grandma's nipple in the mouth right. at a certain point, and they they're touching and they're putting it in near the crotch, and there's just like clearly. I want to fuck my grandma. <laughs> like, There's clearly so many forms of physical expression that, like, genetically, 
we'd like probably be fine. We but but we don't do so. Instead, we have these weird systems where you play sports and you get naked and 100%. you slap each other's asses, and then you're like, but we don't want any gay guys in here, and it's like oh, this 100%. is crazy. Yeah. Guys are one hundred percent told not to show their feelings, not to be like like all this stuff, like like that whole like you're gay, you're gay. That was like the biggest insult. You're yeah. gay. Yeah. You know, you call someone a faggot that you're gay, and yeah. it's just like. It's weird how how like like no no wonder like guys become serial killers, <laughs> you know. It's like yeah. they can't express themselves. They have to bottle it up until they're adults, and then they go fucking nuts. Yeah, especially when they can't get like when they can only get physical affection from like a straight guy from a woman. Right. So then they never have like touch. Mm-hmm. They never get have someone just to give them a hug. Right. Or just to like hold their head. And right. It's, and if they can't get women, then they go like, I will never be touched. Right. Yeah. Or like imagine like like a, a six-year-old boy who wants to go to a dance class uh-huh. with an overbearing father yeah. like back in the day. Now it's probably easier. But I mean, like you immediately are telling that child what you are not right. Yeah. You yeah. have to change to be this. And it's just... It's crazy. Would it be yeah. funny? What's the movie about the, the 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 father wants him to be a boxer, but he wants to be a ballet uh, dancer? Billy Elliot. Wouldn't it be funny, like a Billy Elliot, a modern Billy Elliot, where he's like, "Dad, I want to do ballet," and he's like, "Sure," and then he sucks because he doesn't have any like right. adversity to overcome, right. and he's just the worst ballet dancer in the world. Yeah, right. and then he becomes a boxer, and then he ends up hitting all the ballet dancers because he's so angry. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> or one where no, it's like it, or the real story would be like, oh, he becomes he goes into ballet, he does okay, he doesn't get a career out of it, but he's happy. But that's not a very good movie. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a terrible movie. Right, right. That's terrible. There's literally no conflict whatsoever. It's like, all right, keep going. Sure, that's great. It was funny. We were talking, you, you know Tony Hawk. There was a Tony Hawk documentary recently. You know okay. Tony Hawk? You're not Tony personally, Hawk. but yeah. Yeah, I wish. But we, we were talking about, uh, I was talking about with uh, Douglas who wrote the music for the song mm-hmm. we're not going to play. Yeah. And uh, the, how all these documentaries, like, it just like, he was, he was amazing, but he was problematic. <laughs> and like Tony Hawk, it very much had the the like, he wasn't always the best dad. Like, that was the right. turn. And I was like, well, yeah, because you don't make documentaries about good dads. No, no. You make yeah. documentaries about bad dads. Right. Yeah. Like, the, well, VH1 had those behind the music specials yeah. back in the day. And there's always be at some point, like, the musicians just like, and here's where they went on heroin, you know, and here's yeah. where they died, for, you know, like how someone woke up with a needle in their arm. And then they did one about Weird Al. It's like, yeah, he was fine. Yeah, it was nothing, no problems. Yeah. Bradley Cooper recently came out saying, "I used to be addicted to cocaine," uh-huh. yeah. and I was like, "That's not really a deterrent," because, oh no, what's one of the side effects of cocaine? Being Bradley Cooper, right? right. Yeah, maybe yeah. we should all get a little addicted to cocaine in our twenties right. and then recover from it, because then we'll be done. a movie. So we'll get a lot <laughs> of shit done in our twenties. Be very motivated, right? To, right. Like, accomplish tasks. I just think yeah. like really successful people talking about their addictions that they overcame. Just sometimes it's like, oh yeah. well, yeah, that was part of it. That was yeah. part of you becoming this thing. So yeah, do cocaine. Um. So okay. So. So you did sports. So your your father was was a do sports. Very over. He was very like, you know, macho guy. You know, uh-huh. like one of the things I always I always tell people like when I I didn't know what trans was. You know, I didn't. There was none of that when I was growing up. But um, there's a show on TV we were watching late at night. It was like, and then they showed like all these. They called them female impersonators at the time. It was basically drag queens or trans people. It was people who you know that was their job. They would just be women, you know, like someone obviously were mid transition, but, um, but like, what do you mean? They would do it for what? Like there were these places that would hire female impersonators as entertainment. I see. Almost like drag, but it wasn't as over the top. It was more, you know, but, um, so, so I remember I was looking at this. I was like, holy shit, there's some people like me, you know, you know, these 
and and then my dad walked into the room. How old was it? How old are you? Here? I think I was like twelve, probably ten, yeah. something like that. And uh, my dad looked at the TV, looked at us, me and my brothers, and said, "Like, if any of you turn out like that, I'll kill you." Oh. So, so that's the kind of guy he was, and it was like clearly like he just. Like I was always very effeminate at times, but I would th- then I someone would be like, you can't like I held my my books like the like against my chest, and someone's like, girls do that, you have to hold it against your side. So I was like, oh okay, okay. <laughs> so you know that sort of shit, you know. So so I hit it as well as I could, but I also knew like, yeah, he's not down. And were your three brothers right? Yeah. Were they masculine dudes? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. They were all good at sports. They so you were like the married, odd duck you know? of the family. Yeah, absolutely. How did your mom react? Was your mom like the same way? Like, what are you doing? She, Put she those books to your side. Right. She pretty much went along with dad for the most part with everything. Um, I mean, like, like dad would beat me once in a while, but she would never do that. But, um, but you know, then when my dad died, she sort of became like, I mean, grew into her own a little more, mm. which sounds tacky to almost say or to say that, but That's almost like. But yeah, it was like it was like you know he was pretty overbearing, and then when when he died, she sort of became her own person and completely different. And uh, she was like my biggest ally at the end when she died. Wow. So it was, it was great. How old were you when your father died? Um, eighteen. So this was so. before you had transitioned, right? Right. Did your did you did was there anything in terms of like? So your first, as far as your dad knew that you you weren't yeah, no he 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 probably thought I was gay or something like that or like yeah you know just you know or thought I was gay you know what I mean like like uh, you know like I think he would be in denial if I actually said I was gay he'd be like no you're not you're not gay you know but he just thought I was effeminate I think when did and you an embarrassment <laughs> did you think I'm trans before you transitioned like in when you were eighteen what were your oh, thoughts yeah. oh I mean like I I mean it was always it was always weird growing up I always just felt like. You know, being Catholic, it's almost like I was a mistake. You know, I felt like God fucked up somehow in the machine. You know, it was broken. You know, I was on the wrong thing. So I would just be like, well, I guess I'm Catholic. I guess I have to pray that I wake up tomorrow as a woman, as a girl, you know. Uh-huh. And that was it. It's like, that's just what I, my thinking, you know, but it was. Wouldn't that be a better religion? Instead of like Jesus coming back from the dead, it was like one day. Right. They woke up as a woman. Right. And, right, and they felt like perfect. Oh, yeah. That would be a great miracle, yeah. too. But also, if that happened, then I wouldn't be blamed for it. So I would avoid punishment, you know, because, oh, God did it. Yeah. You yeah. have to accept it, you know. Yeah. But, um, and that. But then, like you know, then later on, like the internet was 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 starting to happen, and I'd be like, "Oh, okay." Then I started to know what exactly. So it that's was. where that's where you were getting like information from. It was like the boom of the internet. Is that where you like started like? I think that's yeah. Like at first, when I went to college, um, after I was like taking psych classes, and every once in a while they would talk about trans, and that's the fir- like that's where you start, started to get like. But even then, it's like one lecture, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But then it wasn't when the internet came out, and when um. Yeah, I started working in a bookstore, and then I'd like sort of sneak books when no one was looking and read <laughs> about it. So. When your when your father passed away, were you close to him at all, or did, were no. you? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and then how how when did you how when did your mom passed away? Uh, six years ago. Six years ago. Yeah, yeah. So and was your mom like? Ago? Did your mom ever like? Say I'm like I'm sorry, or was just um, more loving and accept like. No, she was, I mean, I think when I first transitioned, it's like, it's sort of like, it took her a while to come around, you know? I don't think she was like, I think she sort of had those like, no, this, this is just a phase or whatever, you know? And then like, 
then something just sort of clicked for her. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think when she visited, we actually had a really cool. We just hung out, went to Boston, we had a fun fun weekend, and I think from that point on, it was just like, oh wow, you know, it's like we had a really close friendship. Um, she never really talked about. We never really talked about my father. It wasn't that yeah, wasn't yeah, gonna yeah. happen, but um, but you know. And what about your brothers? Because you well, have a joke about one of your brothers. Yeah, my oldest brother. Funny. I haven't. I haven't talked to my brother since. Like my oldest brother. When I, when I came out to everyone, I uh, I came out a few months before I fully transitioned. So um, I sent this email out to everyone, and, and that was the last time I talked to him. The email was fucking like that's how I came out. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it was like it was like that was November of uh, two thousand six. So, so like it was almost 16 years. And so I sent this long email explaining everything. And, uh, you know, then, then like it's like two 30 in the morning. I finally send it, you know, then I get this error message. Like there is no subject in the subject line. Would you like to, and I'm like, Oh, you <laughs> motherfucker. Like you fucking uh, motherfucker. What subject well, did yeah, you go with? Yeah, it's like, gonna be right, right. Open for a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Forward Yo. this to ten of your friends, or right, you'll right, be right. cursed for the rest of your life. Right. I was like, ah, what's up y'all? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and that was that was pretty much it. And it so. was just to and, 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 and the never joke responded I, or or responded like just never. Said well, his back. response was something really like oh like he did bitchy, res- like, like like oh fuck this you guys can handle this or something you know something like that oh, like, like he I think he thought everyone would be on his side but no oh, one was wow um, wow yeah yeah do uh, do the other siblings talk to him like do they have relationships they do okay. they they do and, and it's you know that's part of it. it's like like I really I would have liked to have reconciled before mom died. Just for her sake, but now that she's gone, it's like I don't, I don't really see the point in it. Yeah. You know? Were you all at the funeral together? Yeah, that was, that was weird. Oh, that's that was weird. so awful. I'm so sorry, you have to deal awkward. with that. Yeah, so awkward. Yeah, and, that's and, very awkward. Yeah, and his his wife's weird too. It's like like she was the same way, but then like at a family reunion, she'd pretend like everything's fine, you know, and just like walk over. It's like, hey, how come I don't get a hug? It's like. What the fuck? How are you? come you don't get a hug? Oh, man, that, like, what the fuck are I, you talking that's a, about? That's a very clear picture of this kind of person, like, right? And then, but that, but again, then after that, that's it. Then yeah. nothing, never then, again. Yeah. You know, only for yeah. show, basically. And it's like you know, it, and it sucks because I actually like, uh, like they have kids. They were for a while. They were my only like I had one niece and two nephews, and they were it. They're they were my only like other extended family. Yeah, and uh, they were taken away from me pretty pretty much. Which you know, um, but like, uh, I actually my my niece reached out when she saw me on on netflix you know we were actually we've been following each other on instagram for a while but she sent a nice note after that oh that's kind of sweet it was really really sweet how old is she uh she's 20 something 22 so nice yeah it's really cool like i think like i could honestly see like us meeting and having coffee someday you know what i mean yeah and it'd be really cool so that's such a you know none of my siblings have kids yet but it just, it's just, it's, it's a dynamic I don't know yet, but like right, the right. degree of like, you know, these, these, it's their kids, yeah. they're your family, right, yeah. but you have no say you're, you're at the, the, the yeah. behest of whatever the sibling decides. And if you and the sibling have a disagreement, yeah. right. like yeah, that yeah. becomes a poker chip in a, in a terrible yeah. kind of custody like way. Right. Right. I'm familiar with custody battles between parents yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a kind of an extension of that. Right. Well, this is all, and almost like, like I can't hold the kids responsible for the, like, or, like no, I mean, yeah. I grew up as an asshole because my parents were that way. Like, like growing up without again in a town without black people i'm i know i was raised racist i know it, it took a while to like i still kept like i, I still realize i'm 
probably racist. I don't think you can grow up white in this country without being a little yeah. racist. Without, but you have to work at. You know, sure, yeah. Um, and also like 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 we didn't know any Jewish people, so I'm sure I was anti-Semitic. We didn't know any like anything. You know, um, we didn't know gay people. You know, so yeah. like yeah. every step of the way, as you meet black people and Jewish people, and get you start to realize like, oh, wow, I'm so fucking. So I mean, like, if they're if if like his kids like grew up transphobic, I'm not going to hold that against them. You know what sure, I mean? Like, sure. It's like, yeah. that's like, it's just, you have to give people a time to, you know, if someone's willing to change, you can't shut them out, you know? Yeah. I guess, I don't know. I, I, I always felt like I had this hope that with social media, like younger generations would be more accepting just because right. they had exposure 100%. or they, they had a friend or they, they followed someone who was like, Oh, right. I like this person and they're trans. So then I'm cool. But then you, there's this, like this, this, at least I'm getting from Twitter, this like, crazy kind of new backlash i mean it's not new but it's like newly focused and crystallized and it's mm -hmm. like trans people and now it's mm -hmm. drag queens and it's just like it feels it's so crazy because i guess i thought and it's foolish this is a this is a like uh, naive thing where i was like oh i thought we were moving in this direction right, and right. it feels like this faction is like no we're gonna yeah. move way back yeah well conservatives like the right wing has moved move further to the right like the fringe right wing has always hated trans people always hated gay people they always wanted to repeal gay marriage they always wanted this but like the the quote the middle of the pack uh, like the like the more socially liberal republicans have just gone further to that direction because that's like their platform and, yeah. and it's just like you know it's like that's just become more they're more and more like that and i think like the shit that i see i don't know and now it's like and i i like if someone i can't imagine if you have parents under this age which is even worse than when i grew up in yeah like, yeah oof. there was that documentary on uh netflix i forget what it was called but it was it was kind of about like uh how trans people were presented in the arts oh, oh disclosure, yeah. disclosure disclosure yeah. yeah and it was more it was just like fascinating of just like oh wow it's Again, naive thought of like, yeah, this has always been around and right. exploited and used and like people uh, – it was just around. And so it's like this idea of like it's a new thing or like it's yeah, a trend no. thing. It's yeah. like this has always been a part of – and right. then you go back to – I mean just thinking about uh, uh, drag or just thinking all about gender spectrum. You go back to – I think about Shakespeare and I think mm -hmm. about how you know men playing women. And I'm sure right. some of those actors were like they oh, would have yeah, been trying in a different world. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's uh, I'll never I'll, I I'll never understand people's folk like obsession or caring. I'll never right. understand people caring. Oh yeah, absolutely about it. Like it's almost not yeah. even like an empathetic thing. I feel it's more just like why do you care? Right, right. Yeah. And, and what and is I mean, this just, a threat to you or your what, lifestyle? Or what isn't what? Yeah, what you're scared is your in children you makes it right. such a big deal. I guess for with you. children like. I always thought like, okay, like my dad, maybe my dad wouldn't want me to be gay because he would want to be able to connect with me on on the, the level of like, hey, look at her. Look at the legs on those. Like something about like a commonality that <laughs> he'd be scared on. to Your lose. Your mom still got it, doesn't she? Your <laughs> grandma's mom, still pretty hot, right? Your grandma's still got it. it grandma's <laughs> See that chimpanzee over there? Holy, Holy shit, shit, baby. Shit. No, absolutely. Yeah, and... And the thing that really bugs me when they go after trans kids, like, okay, it, let's let's say for the sake of argument, this is true. Let's say ten percent of people who transition regret. It's not true. It's way less than that. It's way, 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 way less than that. But when you when you give like no, not when say a, a child at six says like comes downstairs like I'm a girl, you're like, okay, sure, you're a girl today. But then they keep doing it. At some point, it's like, yeah, you go to a therapist and you you find someone who can, but you know, and but I mean, or or when they when they come down, they say like I'm trans, and you realize they just tried to cut off their penis 
with with nail clippers because oh they, they, my you, god you know, what I, you know what I mean like shit yeah. like that that's the shit that happens um Woo! that's not the same as saying like I'm a dog you know it's totally different yeah and like people are so concerned that oh they don't know what they're doing they're gonna treat let, even if ten percent pe- of people re- regretted transitioning and it's not that it's not it's yeah. like it's a fraction but um that doesn't mean we need to stop treating that 90%. It means we, we need to get better at diagnosing them. You know, if someone's, like, people are misdiagnosed as having cancer. That doesn't mean you stop treating cancer. Yeah. You know, and that's what I try and tell people. Like, like this, fra- this fraction of the people who, like, if you want to make an argument that, like, because testosterone is so powerful that, like, maybe, like, you shouldn't be able to get on testosterone until you're 18, like, for those assigned female at birth. I, I could see that because it's so irreversible, 100% irreversible. Yeah. Like and, uh, estrogen for the most part, yeah, it's pretty much reversible. You know, like like the puberty blocker is pretty much reversible. Testosterone, not so much. If you wanted to say like, okay, puberty blockers, yes. Testosterone, no, until you're 18. Then you're an adult. You do whatever you want. Fine. But for the most part, it's like kids know what they're doing, for the, you know. Um, and, and, and a lot of the time, people, like say, say an 11-year-old says they're non-binary. You know, what, yeah. what is that? All that entails, like, you just say, like, okay, I'm calling them they, them for a while. Sure. That, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That That's literally it. They're dressing different. They're, they're wearing clothes. <laughs> you yeah. know, maybe they're cutting their hair. The fact that it's not what you're used to, it, it's nothing. Sure. It's and, absolutely yeah. nothing. And let's say, let's say you're, that kid is, is, is like, for that kid, mm-hmm. it's a fad for them. Then right. they'll, then Fine. like all fads, it'll, yeah. I was, went through a skater boy phase. Right. I went through a goth right. phase and my exactly. mom threw away some of the clothes that I bought because she hated them so much. Right. But it's like, just let me wear them. And oh, yeah. if right. I'm not yeah. into this, I'll right. move on. And, yeah. and by the way, if a parent just tries to push against it, that's only going to reinforce it more, you know? Definitely. Yeah. So. I think it's one of those things where you know, it's like maybe when the parent does it, like if they really want the kid to stop doing something, the parent needs to do it too. Right. So maybe the parent should. There you go. Transition. Exactly. Exactly. We're both transitioning too. We're supporting you. Like, oh. <laughs> they're like, fuck it. I'm straight. I'm super straight. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That'd be so fucking funny. Um, so, okay. So you went to college. What did you study in college? Uh, first I went for psychology. Uh, and then, uh, then I went back after I transitioned, and I got a degree in math. So those are the two. That, yeah. Uh, and what did you end up doing with that math degree? This. This. Yeah. When did you start stand up? Right um, after that. Well, I went back. Yeah, I pretty much. Yeah, I think I started after I, I transitioned. A year later, I went back to school. Uh, then a year after that, I started doing stand up at open mics. Um. Wow. Uh, and did you start in New York? Uh, no, Albany. Albany. In Albany, I did that for like six for five years or something like that. Like the Funny Bone there? No, no, the Funny Bone wasn't even open. There was only one club. It was called the Comedy Works. It was an amazing, an amazing club. Really? I mean, it sucks. It's like a Dunkin' Donuts now or something. Which you know, is it connected to the Denver Comedy Works? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. Uh, it's but amazing they, the lack of. Names. I know. Yeah. Comedy yeah. Works isn't even. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it, apparently the guy who, who ran it, uh, like the Nickies, they they the the dad had a store called the Deli Works. For, they used to do del- deli stuff, and then in the basement they would do comedy, so they called it the comedy works. Uh-huh. Uh, that's where that came from. Um, but yeah, so I would do it there. But they had open mics, and, and it was like so. Even like I didn't even perform at the club for a while, but they were like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There was a mic at diff- three different places. I would just do that, hang out, and keep working on it. And then, but um, yeah, but eventually you get good enough, and then then I was doing like featuring for people as I went through the comedy works. That's so cool. I was doing like like five years in, and I'm doing like four half hour sets, you know, which you can never get that in New York. Sure, you know? yeah. Uh, so it was it was it was a good place to really get going, and then I got go, you know, worked more and more. Eventually, I went to moved to L.A. for a year, hated it. Then I've been here for like five years. 
what did you hate about LA? Because uh, I hated the people. I hated the driving. I hated everything. I hated the comedy scene. Comedy scene is rough. It's the worst. It's the worst. I mean, like, really, if you're not, unless you're, like, a regular at at all these places, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like if you're, if, unless you're a big name, you're lucky to get, like, five spots a week. You know? Sure. Usually it's, like, three a week. You know? I went there. I did a show recently. I was at Laugh Factory, and, like, the lineup was movie, movie right. stars. 100%. I mean, I was lucky to get the time on it. Right, 100%. But it was, like, people with huge followings, and Jack Whitehall, and right, right. Rita Rodriguez, and right, I'm like, right. oh, God. Yeah, yeah. And so you've been in New York only five years. Something like that, yeah. But, I, I mean, I knew so many people going through the, the, like, so many seller comics would come through the comedy works. Yeah. I would, like, meet them before, and I knew them before, so. Um, any any idols? Were any super you were super close to um i think like I, I don't know like i remember like mitch fatel was probably the one that that i was really like super excited to open for yeah you know uh he of course he moved out of new york now he's i think he's in arkansas or something like that but um God, yeah he's there. raising he's raising it like they have he and his wife had a child so they wanted to go someplace quiet uh like he was great bobcat goldthwaite like i still talk to bobcat really? all the time yeah he, he was like i got to feature for him it was just amazing so yeah um and I'm always, I am always curious, like with with in terms of your stand up, like, you know, obviously, when you go on stage, I mean, you have some jokes where you're like, you guys can tell I'm trans, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you always, it's like a degree of like addressing it that has to like occur at least in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Is there like, do you ever get exhausted? Do you ever want to like you you just want to be like I have other things to talk about? 100%. Even when I think, and I and I've said this before on this podcast where it's like, you know, I'm I'm. I, I want to have you on, and I think of it, you know, we, we're we're joke joke right, right. people, right? And right. so like, and there's this degree where I'm like, oh, I'm so interested, of course, in the story. When did you transition? When what did right. your what was your dad? But then there's this degree of like, I'm sure every fucking person asks yeah. you this fucking question, hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's like sometimes I don't know. I don't know what to do as like as like uh, an an interviewer in terms of we talked. Well, uh, I, I believe we talked about coming on the podcast originally, and you said you had been on a podcast, help him not speaking out of turn, where like it felt like you got there and it was like, today's the trans right, show. Right, 100%. Oh. It happened several times. I mean, it's yeah. not just once or twice. Yeah, no, no, no. And, and I, I totally feel that. But the, pro- the, I, the problem I find when I run into, like, if I go on stage, it almost feels like people stare at me like it's a magic eye puzzle, you know, trying to figure out if I'm trans. Yeah. So they're not really listening if they're trying to figure out that I'm trans. You know what I mean? So I kind of have to get that out of the way. Yeah. And then when I do, it's usually like a relief. And then from that point on, the second I can do whatever I want. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to be honest, being trans does affect every aspect of my life. So it touches every aspect of my life that I talk about. You know, I can't talk about dating without mentioning that I'm trans because mm-hmm. it's different. I can't mention like what it's like, you know, clothes shopping because my body's different. You know, I, I, every facet, like like jobs. You know, like yeah. it was tougher to get a job when I transitioned. You know, I, I tell people. What kind, like any kind of job? Any, like, yeah, I, I was working retail for a while. And like as a guy, I was never turned down for a promotion. It felt like like I had something like seven or eight times. Some Sometimes people would even ask me if I'd apply for a promotion and I would get it. Uh, but then I transitioned. I never once got a promotion in retail. You, you know, and you could say that's because, you know, that's what happens to women. Or sure. trans people or both, you know, but it's like, like things like that. So it does affect every aspect of my life, whether I want it to or not. Mm. Uh, but still. Yeah. There's some things I would just like to talk about stupid shit too. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, well, uh, uh, let's go on to our next segment. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. That's the music. That's the Douglas Goodhart. All right. Uh, that was do quick. You, 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he has long ones too. <laughs> I feel like I'm defending Douglas. <laughs> That was go long. Are you saying that was long? I'm just saying that was literally <laughs> short. That was literally, this it has got to stop. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. Uh, do you have a this has got to stop? I, I don't even think that was a second long. This has got to stop. It's like <laughs> 1.2 seconds. It, it's short, okay? This has got to stop. Four. four seconds. That's not how you count seconds. Yeah, okay. One and a half. Okay. Fucking one Greenwich three. Mean Time over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking metronome. All right. Uh, um, I might do one too today, but tell us what's your this has got to stop. I, I didn't know I had to name something that has to stop. Uh, oh, I think, do you want a second to think about it? No, uh, I think all the people who play loud music outside my apartment, <laughs> that's got to stop. So where 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 <laughs> what I, neighborhood? I live in Bushwick. Uh, I think it's mostly Dominican still. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most of the music I hear is like, you know, that like mer- like tuba, accordion, uh-huh. loud. Now, if you music. had said, now, you know, I don't know. Okay, what's Get your... Because, like, I'm trying to think, like, if someone was like, do Dominican music. Well, I, I live in Inwood, so it's very Dominican. What kind of music so would it be? I, I I don't know how to describe it accurately, but I, I when you said Dominican music, I was like, yes, I know. Like, right. like uh, the it's it's very... The accordion well, is specific. Yeah, there's, like, literally accordion, and there's, like, brass. And some, yeah. and it's almost like mariachi, but not quite, but yeah. it's also... Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, is it do, is there regul regularity to the music? Is it like certain nights or is it like just most <sighs> nights? In, in the summer it's all the time. Yeah. And it's all the time. Yeah. I can't it's so annoying. I uh, I used to do where I may have said it before, in Harlem, I sometimes people would play music ungodly early in mm-hmm. the morning. Some some guy in this motor scooter came around with like the stereo on the back. Right. And you're you, oh, that happens I, I've all, always yeah. wanted to if I could uh Put put them like in a police interrogation room and be like, "What are you getting from this? <laughs> what are you? What 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 are you getting off on this? Why do you, are right. you reaffirmed like in your masculinity? No, there's what, no need for this. What is going on? Who is this for? You just trying to be mad?" And I would come out. I remember coming out at six in the morning. I put on my bathrobe and I said, "I'm sorry. I just got my baby to sleep, and he's he's <laughs> sick, and 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 he I I I just he keeps waking up. Please, would you mind?" And I could see them. For a moment, because I know plenty of people would confront them and they'd go, fuck you, and turn it up louder. But I would come off as so desperate. I would see them go, like, fuck you, and then be like, fine, and then go off. And it worked. Yeah, That's amazing. And it worked. And so I had this imaginary. Have you ever been like, turn turn this down, please? No. I I usually just call 311. (laughs) You call 311? All the time. All the fucking time. Uh, Really? And you do it online. Your cops cops adverse. You wouldn't call 311. (laughs) You would call 311 if the tuba was... Is in my, this in my mouth. Um, no, that's trombone. Uh, trombone. If they were hitting you with the trombone, no, I would. You'd say, Wait, that's the cops. Um, when I was that's grandmother blowjob. When I first <laughs> moved to New York, I had and I was subletting an apartment in Brooklyn, and the way the the apartment worked was to, first of all, it was just for a month. There was no air conditioning, and it was the summer, uh-huh. and uh, the windows lined up like perfectly with the windows of the house right next door. Ugh. So like you would be like two feet from someone. And it was summer, so it's so hot. You have to have the window open and a fan in the window. But every morning, so there's this Indian family that lived right next door. Every morning, this little boy would come to the window and yell at me. And like, like it would be like 6 a.m. and he'd be like yelling at me. And I would, and like, so the first couple of days. Wait, yelling at you what? He would just, I didn't know what he was saying, but he was like, he would just kind of like talk to me, but like kind of loudly and like not, he wouldn't stop. He would just keep, and I, they didn't have blinds either. And I was like, I'm not going to go buy blinds for this apartment. That So I just would be like, 
I just ignored it the first couple days, but then it turned into like a psychological torture where he would every morning come yell at me and say things. And I would be like, where is your mom? I'd be like, I got to the point where I was like, go away. Like, leave me alone. That boy's name is Dev Patel. (laughs) (laughs) But it was crazy. And I didn't know who to go to. I was like, do I, I can't call like, do I walk over knock on the door and be like, your son's talking to me every morning. Um, do something with him. Um, but yeah. You have a disgust up. I uh, no. I wanna. I wanna. I wonder where that boy is now. I mean, well, he would be ten years older, 10, 11 years older. Do you think he was like mentally something? You know, no. He seemed fine. No, he, he was seemed, six. He yeah. He was like just like a little kid who was you know fucking with me. Um. Yes. Okay. So I have a. I have a. This has got to stop. I guess it's kind of a. This has got to stop. Maybe this kind of so I did I did a radio I did a radio uh, promo thing right I was I was trying right, those are always big yeah yeah it's very funny because like sometimes people talk about this like those are pretty dead those yeah, are oh, yeah, pretty yeah, dead yeah, I've yeah. done like right. three in my whole well, touring life print ad <laughs> uh, and it was it was so I'm I'm, I'm maybe there's more of a story than this guy's stuff I'm still gonna tell right. it we're we're, we're we're doing the interview. Uh, and then all of a sudden they go to the commercial and it's like, it's for like a politician ad where the politician's like, I'm pro guns, pro life and fuck liberals. And I'm like, what am I, cool, where cool, am cool. I, right, what am right, I doing? Right. And it wasn't like I was on compound media. Like I was just like, oh, I thought this was just a fun little radio. Right, thing. Right, yeah. right. And it's something that this is more like, and I feel like, uh, uh, men do this sometimes where he's telling me this story. He's talking, he's telling someone else's story and he's like, and then we were at the bar I went to this guy, he went to the comedy show and this fat hag was like, Hey buddy. And it's like this moment where I'm like, you can't, you can't just call someone fat hag as the first thing you say about them. And luckily this fat hag did something really insane during the story. So like, it was like, Oh, they're bad. (laughs) Right. right. But it was like that moment where I feel like lost. Yeah. 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 I feel like, uh, the, this has got to stop is that when you're on the uh, when you're having a conversation with someone on something like this yeah. you have to be cognizant of are you forcing the person into a scenario where they have to agree you can say like I ran to this person you know I thought they were like bah, bah, bah. but like you try you'd like make someone enter you have someone has to be like hey don't say that it's the way that you can't just say yeah. that in a way where you act like I'm on the same page with you. Right. Because then I'm confronted with a choice of am I going to, like, accept your cruelty and come off as a dick? Yeah. Like, it's it's just something that I've, I've noticed and I feel like I have to figure out as a comedian. Because, you know, you, you, you do... We had this moment on this podcast, which which was funny, and I think we handled it okay. Where someone's "This has got to stop" was was oh god, big Louisiana women, and then we tried to right. investigate it. Right. We were like, okay, let's talk more about what what needs to stop about those. Women. And then he was like, "That they're so big," and we're like, okay, yes, just as I thought, it was a problematic thought. <laughs> that man's name was Dave Attell. <laughs> <laughs> and that rhymes with Dev Patel. Maybe there's some. I don't know. I think I think there's something wrong with my head if I'm doing that. 
And I was fine in that in that moment. I felt like I was fine because it was like, was my podcast? I was able to. I knew him for a while, so I was able to be like, well, we don't just we don't agree with that, right? Yes, we that's that's on you. I, if I met a big Louisiana woman, I would probably be excited if she like I bet like she well, probably can cook the shit out of liked, like southern food. It was and I would confusing. Be he kept saying he was like, you know me, I like big women. He was sleeping with them. Right. But, so we were like, then you like them. What is right. what? It was very confusing. Yeah, and then we said, what about the big men? He's like, they're big too. And we were like, <laughs> so what? So he, what he, about big Arkansas women? The, they're okay. What about big Russell sitting across from you? Like, yeah. He, he's that I was guy. looking at Russell like, are you going to handle this <laughs> <Yeah>. one? <laughs> this is not my territory. I'm not offended personally. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but right. it's it's just something about that. Like, I think if you're like a host, you have to be like cognizant of it. And I think like. Just some old school guys. They'll say stuff, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah. what are you doing, dude?" Yeah, fat hag is hard. Well, like those, those like, a lot of road comics will still do that stuff. Yeah, it's like they've been stuck in a time warp for you know, or they've been stuck in the '90s for comedy forever. I yeah. remember being early in comedy where I was on, and thank God it was like zero, like truly zero people watching on Facebook. It was like a live stream, right. almost is, as many as were on your radio promo. Yeah, 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 <laughs> right. And like it was some guy, and he was like, he was like, when I like to hit a woman, I like to go up to her and be like. Give me your panties. I want to sniff them in the bathroom. Oh and I, I just remember being like, like, wait, was hey. that a joke or just? Like that was just like, it was like <laughs> right. incel pickup lines. Right. Like, there's a good Twitter account about like, like that's how he hits on women. Oh. And I'm just there on the Facebook Live, and at the moment, I'm not, right. I'm not understanding. No one's watching this, right. and I was just, right. I had the feeling like the whole country is watching. How is Jomarco going to respond? I know, to I know, this <laughs> horribly misogynistic comment. And I would like practice that look in the camera. I'm like, well, I don't agree with this. I'm not going to say anything because, you know, that'd be awkward. Right, right. But just so you know, I'm a good guy. Right. So that's why this has got to stop. It's just okay. uh, uh, yeah, men. Yes, I agree. Uh, I agree. And let's go on to our final segment. This is a little bit longer. You better count your blessings. Yeah, that's a good six, seven seconds. Yeah. I think it was nine. I think you you underplay. Do you want to time it? Uh, n- no, that sounds like the worst podcast content. <laughs> All right, now I think you need to We can do this shit. No, I don't no, care. No, it's your no, podcast, no, no, not mine. This is uh, this is the. <laughs> I'm gonna play the outro music, which goes is infinite. Yeah, I'm gonna play okay. it for a long time. Good. All right, all right. Well, how many seconds do you think it is? Uh, five. All right, those at home, take a guess. All right, I'm gonna try to do. All right, ready, Russell on uh uh which on three. Which it's button? the green one. Okay, one. Two, three. You better count your blessings. Russell's out. Jay's out. Jamarco's wow. the winner. Wow. Ten, Ten seconds. And a half seconds. seconds. Wow. Um, all right. Do you have uh, do you have a blessing, Russell? Yeah, it's really boring. Uh this is <laughs> What uh, is that? Uh, I just have a quick one. Um, I'm uh, my blessing is that we we have this uncle function thing tonight, and then we're we're taking a little break. I'm I'm relieved to have the summer f- a little bit a bit of time from from uncle function being off. Uh, so that's my blessing. You just need you need summer to break. recharge. I do. We've been going. We've been doing shows a lot, and it's you know, it'll be nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my blessing. With a little complaint, I did a I did a short film shoot yesterday. It's been oh, a nice. long time since I've acted mm-hmm. in this capacity. Oh yeah, I forgot how slowly. You always forget how slowly film moves, mm-hmm. and you really like I. If you collectively put all the time that I was needed, it was ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, and 
it was good. It was uh, Lindsay Elizabeth Han, my longtime uh, a producer, collaborator, uh, produced it. Alex Forstenhauser, friend, friend oh, yeah. uh, of Uncle Function, uh, wrote and directed it. But there was a there was an action sequence at the end. And this is now like one in the morning. We're pushing. We're pushing the time. And like as an actor, you're you're always sometimes people have action sequences. You're like, oh, well, on a TV show like this would be a whole day of like yeah. practicing and blocking so we don't get hurt. And I guess my blessing is that I didn't get hurt <laughs> doing a very long single shot of me getting pepper sprayed. Oh, like kind of very fast moving down some stairs, getting a trash can thrown at me, then kicked, and then... That's literally how I get off. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we kept having to do takes. I kept coming, and they were like, God damn it. Yeah. Uh, get the chimpanzee out of here. It's too much <laughs> overload. And uh, uh, there's lots of moments like that as an actor where you're like trying not to be difficult, but you're like, I'm nervous. And what I'm getting paid for this day will not cover the hospital expenses if I get injured or yep. the physical training. I once did a shoot on on the street corner when I was a new actor, non-union film, and they gave me, they said, okay, you're going to have a gun. And this is on the streets of New York, and you're not even supposed to have, like, no, no, any kind of gun. And yeah. this was like a BB gun, but it was shaped to look exactly right. like, a, like a, a, yeah. a, 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 whatever, a real handgun. And they were like, you take it. And then, and I was like, there's going to, I kept thinking there was like going to be a sniper on the roof that was just going <laughs> to shoot me. And this guy was pushing. This guy was not, this was bad behavior. Yeah. He was like, come on, don't be such a pussy. Oh. Don't be such a big Louisiana woman about oh, okay. it. Okay. And, uh, I, I remember I, I, I held my ground there cause I was scared I was going to get killed and it was yeah. freezing. So my blessing is that I did not get injured. I had a great time on the shoot. Alex, it was fine. I did fine. Lindsay, you were great. And uh, that's my blessing is that my body. But I, can, I, know my, I, I know I'm getting older. Right. I know I'm getting older, and I know that like a twist in the ankle is going to last a lot longer now. Wow, your, your blessing is that you didn't die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, maybe wow. we should be thankful for that's that good. every yeah. day. That's good. That's good. And uh, uh, Jay, do you have a blessing? Uh, yeah, things are going great. Uh, I have my Netflix thing uh with Amy Schumer, I've, I've gotten like, I don't know, something like 5,000 Insta followers this week. It's been crazy. What do you uh, call it? Since like the word special. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. It's pr Amy Schumer's parental advisory and it's like seven minutes on her special, but also I'm recording an album in July and I'm yes. excited yeah. about that. So Where are you I, recording yeah, things it? Are Union Hall. Oh, what cool. day, what day are you are recording going great. it? Knock on wood. What day is uh, the July recording? 19th. Great. So you can, you can uh, promote that here. Uh, sure. Have you sold it out yet? Uh, not yet. No. Okay, so July. So this is coming out on July twelfth. How convenient! Oh, nice. So July nineteenth, where? Uh, Union Hall. Union Hall. What times? Uh, seven thirty and ten. Two shows. Great. Yeah. And uh, uh, how long are you gonna do? Are you gonna do an hour? Uh, probably like forty-five. Forty-five. 50. Yeah. That's really exciting. What's the name of the album? Not sure yet. Probably gonna go with Daddy's Girl. Daddy's Girl. Oh. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Good, good, good. Um, all right, so go go check that out. Anything you, else you want to plug? No, that's really it. That's really it. You're at the cellar a lot. Come see the us cellar. at the cellar. Yeah, we hang out at the cellar all the time. Mm -hmm. Get some good food. It Talk tranny food. jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, all the time. What? <laughs> I feel like the door has been open like, hey, so this joke. Is yeah, this you, totally okay? say it. you totally say that to me. <laughs> Uh, uh, Russell, anything you want to plug? Uh, no, I guess I'll just keep plugging that September 21st show in LA. That's for fine. Function. Yeah, that's that's great. Uncle Function in LA, Dynasty Typewriter. Nice, great place. September great 21st. Great yeah. venue. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, if you're in LA, just so you know, the, the, the day before that, I'll be headlining the Hollywood Improv Lab, 
So if you want to see that that day and then Uncle Function the next day, the next day they're not competing against each other. No, no. Are no. you doing any radio promos for it? I I, I hope so. I'm going to go back to that guy. Be like any other fat hag stories. <laughs> Let's talk about fat guys. That's fine if you want to tell me like a fat guy story. But again, it's right. hack. Yeah. Again, it's hack. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I hope they have me back to promote next time I'm in San Francisco. Um, do you want to plug our, our live podcast? Uh, yes, but you should do it because I don't remember the Great. details. So hopefully Russell will be there. Uh, if you love The Downside, come see us live August 14th. We're doing our second ever live recording, 6 p.m. to 7.30. We just locked down our guest, Usama Siddiqui, who's done this podcast before and is always a good time. Um, so check that out. Uh, if, if you do love the podcast and you listen to this one, uh, you can write me and uh, come with a code word and look at a free ticket. Mm. Oh me, yeah. Um, uh, uh, mm, um, I was gonna do. Uh, I'm trying to think of a phrase that from the show, um, but they're all like long. They're all phrases. derogatory. This Bad all derogatory. Uh, this has got to stop. Uh, uh, message a slur to Russell. TGS. DGS. No, TGS. This TGS. has got to stop. Uh, this has got to stop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, message TGS uh, to me or Russell. Yeah. And or me. we will we'll get you a free ticket to that. Um, other than that, uh, just go to my Instagram. I am about to be in Toronto, July 22nd, 23rd. Uh, we have uh, uh, City Steam, Hartford, Connecticut, August 5th and 6th. And uh, yeah, just go to, my, go to my Instagram and come to all the things. We appreciate you. And um, just know that ultimately every single one of us is going to transition into the ground. This is the downside. One, two, three. Downside